talking about other men, boy? You talking about other men, boy? Have you lost your mind? They pay you niggas to get on TV every day and disrespect black men. That's all you niggas do is how to look at me show. Well, that look at me show is over with, nigga. Now you gonna look at me, boy. The fuck you talking about? You inadequate, boy. That's why you always got another man name in your mouth. And then you always acting like, now you want to talk like a politician. Oh, I don't know what was going on. I was just taking my son to the game. Bitch, you lucky Derek ain't take him to the game, punk. The fuck you talking about? You were just taking... Welcome. I respectfully disagree. We are going to have some fun today. And here's the disclaimer ahead of time. Put the kids away. Because there's going to be a lot of N words, B words, F words, uh, finger waves, pretty hair, whatever. Today, man, we are going to talk about the new internet sensation. <laughs> Kwame the Goat Brown. He pulled up with me real quick because this yes. was definitely spur of the moment. Yes. I had no idea this shit was going to escalate. I fucking love this guy. Uh, so I'm telling y'all now, normally my rule on the podcast is I try to keep it clean as possible. Um, that rule is out the book today. <laughs> so for all uh, my family or my elders... This one ain't for y'all. So I'm going to go ahead and warn y'all ahead of time. Yeah, we are apologizing now, and, and, and you know, the sound bites is going to be a lot of cursing, and it's going to be a lot of cursing and shit for me. That go my first one of the day. Right. Definitely. So this episode right here, again, like I said, is centered around what's going on on the Internet. So my take on this real quick, I'm sitting here in the crib. I want to say it was either Sunday night or Monday night, and kids are sleeping. It's probably like 11, 12 o'clock, and I'm always, like, messing around on my phone, looking at different news sites and blogs and stuff like that, and I follow Stephen Jackson, mm -hmm. Matt Barnes, and all yeah. them, and I saw Stephen Jackson make a video and was like, nah, bro ain't finna uh, use us to to get clout, you know, we, we popping right now and we ain't finna use our platform to make him bigger. He just trying to get big off of us, something along those lines. Mm. I'm like, man, what the hell is he talking about? So then I look through the comments, start seeing Kwame Brown's name. I'm like, man, wait a minute, hold on. I ain't never in my life heard this man talk. <laughs> like, I'm being dead ass, like, for real. Correct me if I'm wrong. Never. I've I never heard him. I've never heard him speak. Even when he hooped, bro, he was like stone cold face, like no emotion. Yeah. He just went out there, done his job, and went home. Yeah. It's like he didn't have no personality to make you even think like he mm -hmm. in the middle of some shit. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I don't I don't follow Kwame Brown. Right. I go look him up. He happened to be going live at that particular time. So I'm like, man, let me look on here. And when I tell you, dog, he was going the fuck off. It got to the point to where my wife, she in her sleep, she's like, turn that shit down. <laughs> she like, turn that shit down. I'm like, nah, like I'm I'm locked in at this point. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. 
he's going at them. And he kept saying, you know, y'all keep bringing up my name, disrespecting me. Bloop, 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 bloop. Matter of fact, it was Sunday night because I got up Monday. You know, I work from here at home. Yeah. So I went to All the Smoke. Mm-hmm. And I listened to the Gilbert Arenas one first. And it got to the part where they was talking about him. And at the moment, I was like, oh, well, he just telling basketball stories or whatever. But then got a little bit more personal. They sitting around snickering and making mm-hmm. little comments and shit. So then that's when it starts circulating that it was also a comment from the Genie Bus one. Right. So I go and watch that one. And at this point, I'm like, all right, I understand where a dude coming from. I've been retired. I'm out the game. Why the fuck are y'all still talking about me? Right. Like, why am I the joke of the room when if you got guests on here, you're supposed to be talking about these guests? And, okay, you are bringing up an old story about what happens in the locker room, but at the end of the day, you keep that shit brief if you're talking about another man, mm-hmm. especially if he's not in the room. Right. And at that point, I'm like, dude got kids. Fuck the basketball talk. At this point in time, it's like, as a man, I have kids myself. With social media and the power of the internet, the way kids go to school and everybody got phones now, my kid ain't finna go through no bullying and teasing and shit because of what other people's kids are seeing on YouTube and because the internet told everybody that that's funny, mm-hmm. now my kid got to go through some of the shit that I had to go through. Right, right. Fuck no. Nah. Yeah. So he said that he reached out to them. Hey, pump your brakes. Chill on all that. They doubled down. I saw it. Yeah. Steven Jackson them get on, on Instagram and shit. Oh, man, this shit just jokes, bro. You always been the joke of the league. It ain't our fault. Uh, you was a, a bus. It ain't yeah, I fault. This I, and that. I seen that when I was the one that I posted on. I posted his and Matt Barnes on Facebook. I think yesterday, if not the day before. So but, yeah, so but this, the one that Jack did was the that was on Instagram. I seen that one. And he's like, oh, you made <clears throat> you just trying to get clout. We got the number one podcast. We got this and that. I'm like, man, wait a minute, bro. Like at the end of the day, fuck the podcast. Fuck all of that. We talking about a grown man. And I got into it with a couple of people on my Facebook because they still talking basketball shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, nah, damn the basketball. Yeah, it's, it, it got personal. It, it, it got real personal. Like, like yeah, because I, I seen uh, Unk talk about it on Undisputed. And see, I hadn't today, even caught all of that yet. I ain't even gonna, I ain't even gonna tell you. Just watch it. But he was talking about it on Undisputed today. And he's like us. I, I understand where he's coming from because as a man, you got that right to protect yourself. You got right. that right to speak. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like with with the because we we all joke on him, man, with basketball. I, you know. And that's what I was gonna say too. Not to cut you off, I was like, dog. We all at some point was brainwashed in the oh the, the Kwame Brown jokes mm-hmm. and that shit just swept across the whole damn world basically. Yeah. Like he was the punching bag of the league. And in reality it's like up until now, this week, I never really sat back and put that whole thing in perspective until I started listening to him talk. 
And I'm saying to myself, I'm like, you know what? He's got a fucking point. Mm -hmm. We talking about a 17, 18-year-old kid. He was the first player drafted out of high school at number one. So that's already pressure of the world Mm -hmm. right there. And he's drafted into a situation where he's under MJ. Mm -hmm. Now, we just watched a whole fucking 10-part documentary last summer and the whole thing was about how he was a hard ass in practice. He punching people in the eye, doing all this crazy shit. So his demeanor is already psychopath because mm-hmm. he's trying to win. Yeah. So if you listen to Kwame's uh, lives and shit, he's like, the goal was never for him to even play in Washington. They was going to draft him to try to trade Elton for Brand. Elton Brand. Yeah. That trade didn't go through. Mike's pissed. So, in Mike's eyes, well, this is my assumption. In Mike's eyes, he got to go extra hard and be brutal trying to toughen this 17, 18-year-old kid up. And that shows you that all leadership styles don't necessarily work because it had the the, the complete opposite effect. Mm-hmm. You tune the kid out. Mm-hmm. Mentally, he's like, fuck, everybody's coming down on me. So, every time he gets in the game... We don't know what's going through his mind. That's Pressure true. bust pipes. That's true. And you fast forward now, and it's like you got the D League, you got the G League, and these kids are lottery picks, and uh, we ain't going to put them out there on the court till we feel like they ready. Mm-hmm. Bring them up, develop them, do this and do that. That shit wasn't around back then, I don't mm-hmm. think. Nah, nah, not around that time. I only think the D League, the D League was, it, it was either you got drafted or you went overseas. And that's what I'm saying. Is like, plus you got to think. Now that was what 2001. He got drafted in 01. Yep. So 2001, I'm like 16, yeah. 17 years old. So I was yeah, yeah, 18. Yeah. 18, so outside of we saw the draft, we saw who went number one. We wasn't checking no headlines to see what was going on in the locker room or nothing like that. So the older we got, and shit just kind of snowballed. He leaves from under Mike, and goes under Kobe, mm-hmm. which is Mike 2.0. He's just as bad in the locker room, harsh on teammates and shit like that. So, you come from under. Plus, Mike got fired. Yeah. They was like, nah, the way you talking to these people and doing this and doing that, like, hey, bro, like, you fucking the team up. Yeah. And if you listen to the interviews from Jerry Stackhouse and stuff like that, they all confirm the same shit. And real quick, just pause myself and jump to another thing. Like, I listen to all the smoke. I listen to the knuckleheads with Darius Miles, Quentin Richards. I like hearing basketball stories, and that's like these players are unfiltered. They get to tell you their perspective on things and, and that nature. And I actually like all the smoke. But when the situation occurred with George Floyd, in my opinion, keep in mind this is my opinion, I saw a shift in Steven Jackson. Because the spotlight started shining on him, and to me it went to his head. Right. Because he did switch up, and he did, you know, became an advocate for social justice and doing this and doing that, and there's nothing wrong with that. So people, if you're listening, understand, I'm not saying that what he turned around and started doing was a bad thing. I'm saying that it came a point to where he, in my opinion, he truly felt like he was the voice of the streets or the voice of 
of black people because when the NBA was talking about the bubble and resuming, if you remember, E, he started going at LeBron them about trying to go back and play basketball because mm-hmm. remember Kyrie was the one that was like, nah, it's bigger things going on. We shouldn't hoop. Yeah. Steven yeah, Jackson started going yeah, at, at LeBron. Going, yeah, I remember that. And I'm like, pump your brakes even then. I'm like, bro, you can't tell another man what he or she should not do when it comes to putting food on, on their table. Mm-hmm. You can't tell a man that he's supposed to sacrifice his paycheck, which is his livelihood, because of an issue that's more important to you because that was your people's. That's your man's. It's unfortunate what happened, mm-hmm. but that's a more personal situation. So you're going to feel strong about that because you actually know the person. Right. And I bullshit you not. You can ask my wife. I'm like, if that's how he truly feels, then where was that at in all the other situations when it occurred to black people? Steven Jackson wasn't nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. So don't try to turn over this new leaf. And now you starting to speak and be the voice of the people. So when Kwame Brown is going on his rants, He's like, man, you fake-ass Wakanda, (laughs) fake-ass this and that. And the more and more I kept listening to it, I'm like, dog, dude kind of got a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, man, like I said, man, I I fell in love with dude, man, this past week, man. Anytime I scroll on Facebook, it's a Kwame Brown sighting. I go on Instagram. Kwame Brown sighting. Like I, I love his energy right now. And, and if you uh man or woman, you like I said, you have that right to protect yourself. If somebody's, you know, bashing you, you know what I'm saying, you can either speak up about it or you can just sweep it under the rug and just, you know, continue to do what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? But I get it because it's they they went to a, a personal level with him. You know what I'm saying? But it, but even like he said, it's always been at that level, and he's just kept his mouth shut. Yeah. He's like, I done stayed quiet all this time. Well, guess what? I ain't staying quiet no more. Like, I'm a grown-ass man. I ain't about that. And like he said, man, I, it's been 20 years since he was the number one draft pick. Literally, when June comes in two months, in six weeks, it'll be 20 fucking years. Mm-hmm. So why is he still the joke of the room? And that's where... I was like, you know what? I side with him. And then the more and more I kept watching, he said that first night. He's like, dude, this shows you that they puppets and that they doing what somebody else up top is making them do. And he called that shit out. And he was like, they're going to attack my character. They're going to come after me, tell me I'm crazy, do all this shit. And every news outlet and every media source is going to spin all this shit and make me the bad guy. He said that shit the first night. It's Thursday. TMZ done said something. Stephen A. Smith done come out. Jamel Hill. The Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. I still haven't uh, heard them yet. I haven't heard them or Jamil yet, but I'm going to find it tonight. Best believe that. I but look, here, here's the kicker, because when you listen to it, it's like, damn. And I, you know what? I don't have my phone over. It's on the charge. I was going to say, I can play the clip from The Breakfast Club and have it on the podcast. But to me, I felt like they was all the way out of pocket. This is The Breakfast Club because Charlemagne got live on the air yesterday and start talking about dude's family. 
He's like, Kwame's from South Carolina. I went to school with his sister. His pops is doing a lifetime bid for murder. He got a brother that went to jail for doing it. Like he, I'm talking about he put all that man's family, just threw him to the wolves. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, first of all, none of us know who his pops was. Because if you go back and look at the draft, he was with his mom. Yeah. We don't know nothing about none of his siblings or none of that. So for them to do that, I said to myself, then they're painting this narrative that Kwame Brown then flipped and went crazy. Right. And Charlemagne says in the interview, Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes, man, those are my friends. Those is my guys. And if you go back and listen to Kwame, he's like, dude, all of their inner circle is going to come together and stand behind them. And they're going to push this narrative to make me look like the bad guy. When in reality, just defending myself. Mm-hmm. How did I become the bad guy? If I tell a grown man, look, dog, you need to chill with all that. He, he, and all that. Like we ain't on that no more. You double down on it. Basically say, fuck you. I'm going to say what I want to. And now when I ether your ass, <laughs> now I'm yeah. the bad guy. So real quick, I'm going to play another sound bite real quick. You don't know what's going on. And you sitting up in one podcast and then the next podcast and you tapping on folks talking about another grown man. Nigga, I'm 20 years removed from the number one draft pick, nigga. And you sitting here running your mouth about a man that ain't never said nothing about you in that manner? I never said you couldn't have an opinion, sir. So to sit here and try to pump some narrative talking about he butt hurt about being the number one draft pick. How the hell the nigga that's butt hurt that ain't saying nothing to nobody about nothing? If you never would have put that extra disrespect on it, bro, let that woman finish her sentence and don't say nothing. But no, you talk too motherfucking much. And that's probably why your ex-wife was tired of hearing you run your motherfucking mouth and trying to be pretty than her, nigga. Sitting up in the mirror, <laughs> hogging all the mirror space, trying to get that activator in that finger wave, nigga. You running your mouth talking about somebody like me? Boy, you need to stop, boy. I done told you. You done stepped in that goddamn quicksand, boy. I don't got to lie and make up shit. The only joke you got, boy, when is this basketball joke going to run out? You keep hitting me with basketball jokes. I keep hitting you with your real soft-ass, punk-ass life. Now, which one didn't like you, boy? Your granddaddy that was black or your granddaddy that was white? Because there's some deep issues in you, boy, that you can't understand what the fuck I'm trying to say. That in America right now, boy, white people are scared to talk about black people right now as a whole. And you niggas getting on camera every day talking about black males. That's all you niggas do. You want to sit here and make me look a certain way, boy? When a nigga, some nigga done ate your food. Some <laughs> Derek Fisher done opened your door to your house. <laughs> Derek Fisher got your key to your truck. Bitch ass nigga, send some gas money so you can pick them kids up. <laughs> yeah. Now what you do, nigga? You niggas wanna sit on TV and act like y'all niggas perfect and you can't respect when a man tell you you wrong, bro. Well, let, let the gloves come off. The only joke you got is about basketball. I got a joke about your life, you punk bitch. <laughs> the fuck is you talking about? What is Derek Fisher? Is he the mentor or the stepdaddy or what? Because he your mentor too, you punk. Y'all niggas a trip. 
You want to sit online, and this is what Rachel Nichols sat there and got your dumb ass to say something else again. Because, see, Rachel Nich Nichols know I'm going to say something. I ain't got shit to lose. I don't got no big podcast. You the dumb nigga that keep responding to a nigga that you bigger than. You stupid motherfucker. You ain't learned nothing because you think you tough. A light-skinned nigga like you with slick ass hair should be acting like Drake and taking niggas' girls. But no, you getting your girl too because you want to be a thug. You want to smoke weed and play cars all night. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, when I heard that shit, man, when I tell you I hit the floor, dude, like real shit, I'm asking you, now. you sitting right here, I'm asking you, what did he say that was wrong? Nothing. That man ain't said nothing that was wrong. Somebody put that man on a comedy tour because, hey, boy. Nah, man, wait till you see him going at the Breakfast Club uh, and all them, dog. Man, I watched it. Like, he went live today. That shit was almost two hours. He's trying to block all the mirrors and put that active in I swear, bro, I need a podcast, man. I'll watch that shit, Ooh. listen to it, whatever. Because, like, oh, shit. it's crazy because, like, when I when I heard him talk and he's actually articulating his points, and he said, after all the shit that I done said, they haven't addressed anything that I mentioned. They just immediately went to, Oh, he chose violence. He's threatening people. He's, he's like, I ain't never threatened nobody. He's like, I ain't never threatened nobody. And he caught, when I tell you, dog, he called that shit the very first night. He's like, watch how they try to spin this shit and paint me to be the bad guy. And I'm saying to myself, I'm like, dog, we literally watching this shit unfold mm -hmm. exactly how he said it. So that's why I'm intrigued. That's why I want to watch it. Because every single day, a new person is speaking up and they saying something and they all attacking him. Mm -hmm. They attacking his character. They attacking his career. And I'm like, first of all, the man played 12 fucking years. To me, that ain't no bust. That ain't, yeah, and, and that's what me and my homie was talking about because I had posted it. And he said, how's a 12-year career a bust? And you know we 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 talk basketball all the time, and 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 once I got to think about, it, I'm like, damn, you, you know what? You're right. Like, how's that a bus? A bus? A bus is if you number one, Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett. Look, you took the words right out of my mouth, and no That's disrespect to that and man. Ain't, ain't nothing, yeah, like you said, no disrespect. But a bus is a man that get drafted high and only got like maybe a one or two year career. You don't make it past your rookie NBA. deal. But you didn't get hurt. Exactly. Like it's, it's your performance. Now, I've always said Bus because of his performance. Yeah. And, and I and, and I and I get it because you know he came in the league seventeen years old. You know, hell, when he got drafted, I, I was like, and that that might have been probably one of the sorriest drafts in in NBA. Oh uh, one, but. When he got drafted, I'm looking at this like, who the fuck is you? Like, who are you? And that's this, what I'm saying. This like, is the same year that Duke had Trajan Langdon. Yeah. Uh, I think Battier was still on that team. Possibly, I'm not for sure. Uh, Brand might have been there. They, uh, Duke, Duke had 
four players on that team that could have went top ten. Let's just say that. And he got picked number one. Nobody know who he is. Right. But I, 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 and I'm apologize. If I ever seen this man, I, I apologize to his face. I've always called him a bust because of his performance, because he didn't live up to expectations, and 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 and, and that's the joke. And and they basically slaughtered him on his his basketball career, and that's and it's just like he said, that's the only joke that you got on me is that. And let me let me push back on it because again I fall into that category too, but like I said earlier, I'm 16, 17 years old. Hell, even I was on the basketball team at that point in time. So you know I ain't sitting around watching ESPN to listen to the the after the game interviews and shit like that. But is that a situation where we all was just programmed and we all? fell in line with what the whole narrative was across the country, that dude was a bust without even giving him, you know, proper justice in terms of his situation. Right. Because even when he went to L.A., you the L.A. fan, you know for yourself, Kobe was on him. There's so many pictures on the Internet where it's like you can see Kobe yelling at him, yeah. cussing at him yeah. and shit. And I'm, I'm saying to myself, I know how I get when somebody's talking crazy to me. I shut all the way the fuck down, and it takes everything in me not to react. So after I've heard this man talk, and I'm listening to how intelligent he's speaking, and how he's you know he's well spoken and he can articulate shit. Well, he ain't just up here saying a whole bunch of ignorant right, right, shit. Right, 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 Again, right. excuse my language, people. You, you see inside of me that I might be Kwame Brown today. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> You see in the side of me where it's like, I feel like you have to be able to understand your surroundings. I can sit in a, in, a, in a room full of my fellas and we can laugh and joke, cuss, do whatever the hell we want to. But then when I get in a more professional setting, I know how to carry myself. Mm-hmm. I know how to separate the two. So when I heard this man speak, and I told you, I ain't never heard him speak before. I don't think nobody ever heard him speak while he was playing ball. Like, I... I'm like, man, this yeah. dude well beyond his years, yeah. dog. And then when he got to talking about how he went to school with, with no shoes and yeah. he was poor and this and that, he's like, I ain't giving a fuck about no expectations. I already made it. I bought my mama a house. Mm-hmm. I'm the man of the house. I, I'm, I'm taking care of my family. Why would I mess up my check by going at Mike? Right. Why would I mess up my check by going at Kobe? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to fall in line, sit back, be the, the joke of the room, take all them hits. But at the end of the day, I'm doing it for a bigger cause, mm-hmm. which is my family. But then he was like, why don't you hear all these personalities talking about how we got to do better for the black community, mm-hmm. how we got to do better to educate these kids and do this and that. Hell, he even went at LeBron. And when I saw the head, I was like, oh, hell, I was like, man, what LeBron got to do with this? But he didn't necessarily attack LeBron per se. He's saying that, LeBron made it. He's a family guy. He brought his friends along with him. He's building schools. He's doing this and doing that. Why don't you ever hear LeBron talk about the blueprint and what he done to bring everybody else up so that he can plant this seed in everybody under him? Right, right, right. Now, granted, I feel like he does a little bit because if you look at the rest of the league, they're starting to follow what LeBron does entertainment brands, you know, executive producers and shit like that. But I guess Kwame is speaking in terms of 
let the world hear you because that's empowerment. So when he's speaking like that, I'm like, you know what? He's got a fucking point. Can't be mad at him. So I'm looking at this draft class. Kwame Brown, number one. Tyson Chandler went number two. To the Bulls, yeah. Paul Gasol, number three. Eddie Curry. Jason Richardson. Shane Battier, you're right. Shane Battier was, he was in there. on that Duke team. Eddie Griffin. I don't even remember who that is. Seton Hall. Because, yeah, that was that Duke team that, that beat Arizona in the national championship that year. I remember, uh, uh, yeah, because uh, Jay Williams was a freshman on that team. He was the guard. Okay. Yeah. So, they, as I said, they had like – they had like five, four or five players on that team easily could have went 10. Diop. Diop. <laughs> I remember him. Yeah. Rodney White, Joe Johnson, Kendrick Brown, Radmanovic, Richard Jefferson, Troy Murphy, Stephen Hunter. Those are the top 15 picks. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the rest of this fucking draft class and you compare it to who we actually talking about, Kwame had a longer career than a lot of these motherfuckers that's yeah, on this really list. Did. He really did. So it's like, that's where I feel like everybody's been programmed to, ah, oh, well, since everybody else laughing at dude, I'm going to laugh at him too. But in reality, he done enough to keep his ass on the roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether he get in the game or not, he still got to check. For me, for me, when he came to L.A., man, it was, because, you know, what he did in Washington, like I said, I, I called the man garbage for a, lot, a long time. And, yes, I did use the bus word, and it was only because of his performance. Now, when he came to L.A., I knew he wasn't going to help them win. We we knew that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it was times where I I'm, I'm I had to cut the TV off. You know what I'm saying? Because, of, you know, it, it wasn't what – I mean, Kobe going to do what Kobe going to do. But with, he, with him and Swiss Parker – like, man, there wasn't no way in hell Kobe was going to win with that team. Even even when Phil came back, we blew that 3-1 lead against Phoenix. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I swear, though, if I ever seen dude, man, I, I straight apologize to that man in his face, man. Because, like, you know, that bus word, like, I don't think people understand the, the definition of that word. Because it didn't dawn on, on me and, like, you, you played ball over 10 years. Regardless of what you did. And fucking got paid and for it. And got paid. And got paid for it. And it's like, come on, bro. Like, we got to chill with that shit. And that's why I was telling my dude on Facebook, because he had a big thread. Man, we went like 100-some comments deep mm-hmm. on that joint. And I'm like, dog, fuck the basketball. At this point, now we talking about just respect as a man in general. I'm 36 with three kids and a wife. Yeah. I'd be damned if I'm going to sit around and allow my kids to sit down and pull up videos and shit of a person that I ain't seen or talked to in two decades talk shit about me. Right. Because guess what? They have a national stage now. They got a national fucking worldwide podcast. So at this point, yeah, Stephen A. Uh, Stephen A. Smith. Stephen Jackson and them, they do got a little juice. They got a little pull. Because the the awards and shit are coming in. And granted, I said, I listen to the podcast. I enjoy it. But everybody in the world has access to this shit. Mm-hmm. My kids are the one that's got to go to school or walk out here in the real world. Oh, your last name Brown, man? Who's your people's? Yeah. Kwame's my dad. Oh, man. The, but, you know, like, no, nah, fuck yeah. that. Because I got I to gotta, I gotta watch that podcast with, with the, the All Smoke. Because I want to know what Gilbert Arena said. And it's like. 
and that's why he he really ain't coming at Gilbert because Gil, even Gilbert said it in the pocket. He's like, man, I ain't fuck with him. Like he's a big country, yeah. big strong, solid motherfucker. And it's like when I look at him, and I'm listening to how he talk, I'm listening to how he maneuvering. I don't think Stephen Jackson didn't want that smoke. Nah, not at all. Because I, I I don't know if it's true, but I I seen I think old Matt Barnes is like, man, let's put the gloves on. And, and, and time about doing it on on, on all the smoke, and I'm like, come on, bro. But peep the setup though, and this is what I'm saying. Like, to me, in my opinion, and this is where I, people can disagree or whatever, but I'm saying they they're trying to get him to jump off a ledge, mm-hmm. so they can be like, you know what? Look at her, that motherfucker, crazy. He jealous. He mad. He envious. But. What benefit would it be for him to come on their terms to defend himself from them? Right. Of all things. Yeah, it don't make no sense. And then, like he said in his in his most recent post, Charlemagne them done already painted this picture that I have a family history of people that are violent. He said that my pops is doing a life bid for murder. I got a brother that went to prison for this and that. And then come to find out, he was like, I didn't grow up around my father. Mm-hmm. He's like, I didn't really, you know, interact or live and meet with my father till I was five years old. My mama raised me. Mm-hmm. This brother that you talking about, that's my half brother. These siblings that he named on the breakfast club for the whole world to listen to. He ain't never met. So, cause like I said, I gotta, I gotta watch, uh, all the smoke and I gotta watch the breakfast club. So what the hell did Envy say? Because he was just like, man, fuck you. You know, Envy cheating ass, cheating on your wife. He <laughs> said, Charlemagne, you a rapist ass nigga. And I'm like, hold the fuck up. Like, did I miss something? Now, a little backstory. I do remember the talk about Charlemagne and these sexual charges or whatever the, the situation was. And I do remember he did go on, I want to say maybe MTV or somewhere. And he's talking about it in a laughing, joking mood right. that he put something in the chick drink. They was getting drunk and doing this and doing that. So he verbally said that shit out of his mouth. So it ain't like no rumors and nobody made it up. Right. So Kwame's like, y'all sitting across the room from this motherfucker every day, all day, listening to him talk about other people's lives and other people's mistakes. When this motherfucker got off for sexual assault right, of a minor, 15, 16-year-old little girl, and he's like, yeah, you sitting around talking about women empowerment and doing this and doing that. And you got to look at that motherfucker every day and you don't say nothing. He's like, Envy, you done stepped out and cheated on your wife and you done went on a world tour apologizing. Yeah. He's like, you light-skinned nigga, you got a leash. Or like, I'm sitting there like, he's saying it in a joking manner, but he's telling the fucking truth. Yeah. And he's like, everybody's sitting on these platforms getting paid to attack african-american men mm-hmm. and he was like you don't hear them going at white people like that no he even brought up deshaun watson and again uh, uh did? yeah okay he made a valid fucking point he said these assault charges come out on deshaun watson that shit's on tv every minute of every day to the point to where they done ruined his name tarnished it most teams don't even want to go anywhere near him you ain't heard shit about deshaun watson since nope you haven't but then when old buddy from the Seahawks beat up that black girl, nobody talked about it. 
He said, where was Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes, and all them then? He yeah, brought up Tory Lanez. I would make him say. If you remember, every rapper in the game, every black person was on Tory's bumper. Yeah. I'm taking your phrase. I'm pulling up on your yeah. bumper. And they wanted to smoke with Tory Lanez to protect Megan. Mm-hmm. But they didn't protect the black woman who the Seahawks do beat up. Yeah. So when he starts using these different examples and bringing that shit up, I was like, Damn, he got he a got, point. He do got a fucking point. He I got mean, a point. Is, I, I just don't know what it is with 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 our, you know, African American, you know how how we 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 go about certain issues and shit because like we we are probably and I'm gonna put us in one that we tear each other down, like grabbing the borough yeah, mentality with, without a problem. And I'm saying we don't, we don't, you know. And I love being black. I love, I love all, I love all races. I ain't got no issue with no races. I love being black. I love all my African American brothers and sisters. But yes, we have a problem with turning each other down. We don't. Ha- we have a problem with, you know, what I'm saying encouraging and building each other up. Like I, I, I've said this plenty of times, man. And I, and, and 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 somebody looked at me side sideways when I said it. And, you know, at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck because my pain is how I feel. But I've always said, dude, if, if we came together as a unit, as a whole. Change the whole the world. The whole planet would be afraid of us. Change the whole world. And I'm, I'm going to piggyback off of that because you can ask my wife. You can ask Chuck. Shout out Charles. I used to listen to the Breakfast Club every morning. But then it got to the point to where a lot of that shit that they talking about, to me, in my opinion, no disrespect to them, is ignorance. Yeah. And the icing on the cake was not too long ago. They had some chick on there, Peg the Stallion or some shit. These chicks come in there, and the whole topic of this conversation was dudes who allow their chicks to do different shit to them in the, in the behind closed doors. And I ain't going to go into details because that's too graphic. But I'm saying to myself, I'm like, this shit is broadcasted to the masses. Mm-hmm. What kind of narrative are y'all pushing? And Charlemagne sitting there co-signing all this shit. And I'm saying to myself, I'm like, nah, bro. Like, why are y'all trying to normalize this but type see, of behavior? But see, he be the main one, though. It be, it be him... And Envy feeds off that shit. Because then, like, Charlamagne will say some more bullshit, and then Envy will come back, but basically is jumping on Charlamagne, what he's saying, and just riding with it. Like, I, I real deal don't understand, like, how the hell nobody ain't beat Charlamagne up in the damn, uh, uh, in their little radio station and shit. Because the one I seen with him and Beanie Single, Beanie Single looked like he was ready to beat uh, the dog shit ready, out of man. him. Well, I only won't go to the Birdman <laughs> shit. Fuck that shit. But when, when, when Beanie was in there, Beanie was like, nigga, you don't want to see Mac. Mac and Beans is two totally different people. But that's the thing, though. And it's like, again, this is just my opinion. Hopefully I don't get into no backlash or nothing like that. But it's like, you got to think. They in a room full of cameras. We in a corporate building. We talking about New York. Can't nobody put their hands on that man, even if they wanted to. Nah. That's a million-dollar lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah. So he can sit there and bait all the guests and do whatever the fuck he want to because he know in reality 
Can't nobody touch him. Right. And even with the Birdman shit, it's like Birdman had all them people in there with him. Charlemagne, if you go back and look, he kept on with the questions. He kept on. Charlemagne's baiting this man. Yeah, but see, that's how he did Benny Siegel. He kept on going back to the same fucking uh, shit where he was talking about Meek Mill, talking about how the hell are you going to call this man fake, but you hanging with the man. Right? Like, you, uh, it, it gets irritating, man. I get, uh, we human. If somebody keep asking me the same question on the situation and shit, if I answered it once, don't ask me again because my answer's never going to change. Right. Right. And, you know, coming full circle, going back to the Kwame shit, he, he spoke on all of this. And that's, to me, that's what the whole entire premise is. He's not giving a damn about them talking about his game. Mm-hmm. He's highlighting the whole system and how they come after people and they tarnish their name. And like I told my people, I was like, y'all don't know how much money that might have cost that man. Business people might be like, you know what? We can't sign him for no endorsement deals because people are not going to buy it because the the consensus is he's a bust. Right. So now we can't give him no endorsement deals. You're taking food off his plate, taking food out of his mouth. So for him to even be quiet this long, I was like, damn, like, and people trying to, oh, man, he's. He's heartbroken. He's sad. He's just trying to unleash. I'm like, nah, because he asked him politely. I got one more little segment real quick. Real quick. Always talking about penis. Me and DJ Envy together. Me and DJ Envy, you like me. Me and DJ Envy, bunch of schoolgirls. <laughs> Fuck wrong with you. And you had the nerve to not challenge none of my points and then go talk about I'm violent because my dad and my brother got violent. A brother whom I've never met. Really? You motherfuckers ain't shit. And you dumb some bitch. My brother that you claim is in jail for murder. Motherfucker, he at work. So that's the sad part. I just told y'all, you motherfuckers just do whatever. You motherfuckers just do whatever. In America, you motherfucker, is innocent until proven guilty. I, had, I got arrested for weed. I got arrested for disorderly conduct. But guess what? Those charges were dropped through video, through evidence. So why you doing it once again, sir, demonizing a black man that you did not have a conversation with? And now you punk bitch, the world get to see y'all. The world get to see y'all. You, the world get to see you. You motherfuckers ain't shit in real life. From the Breakfast Club to the goddamn fake-ass No Smoke podcast, all you motherfuckers, I told you, all y'all bitches grouped together and it's the boys club, and I done shook you bitches up. So now y'all motherfuckers want to band together and try to trick me out into the streets, and then you don't put a narrative out that I'm violent and I'm angry and I snap. Bitch, I've been laughing the whole video. Every video I made, I've been having people laugh and I've been laughing. But I done snapped. <laughs> that was y'all comeback. Y'all comeback was exactly what I said y'all do. Jack's comeback was exactly what I said that he do. 
See, that's what happened when you bitches don't really have no power. I told people, all you got to do is stand up to you punk bitches because y'all read from the same playbook. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. A black male smoke out. Let's get him with toxic. Oh, shit. That ain't going to work. Let's get him with violent. Oh, shit. That ain't going to work. Uh, let's see if we can get some women to talk about him. Let's dig into his past about his baby mamas. That ain't going to work. <laughs> I don't give up. That ain't going to work. <laughs> so... Me and my baby mom, we gonna work, we, we gonna make it. But anyway, you motherfuckers is sad. It is the same playbook over and over again. When are you gonna deal with the content that I was talking about? Or do you continue wanting to yell and shout and throw a fist in the street and pretend like you doing something? Or do we wanna go find where the opportunity zones at? And do we wanna go get and put some uh, fucking uh, learning centers in there for kids for reading? Because us black males are reading at a, a fourth grade reading level. Do we want to make it livable and sustainable, put some apartments there for black women? That way you have some residual income in these opportunity zones. We can help these kids without yelling and making money off of the kids instead of helping the kids, motherfucker. Yeah, you want to say I'm violent, but are you picking up the knowledge? Because you ain't seen me do nothing violent yet other than call you a punk bitch. <laughs> you motherfuckers are good. He violent. He this. He that. Man, stop using them goddamn fake ass words. See, y'all haven't had a conversation in so long. That's what happened when you take a culture of people and you telling them to always find a word to get out of the conversation. See, when I was going to school. A teacher said to me, a person has a right to say whatever they want to you, whether it be rude or not rude. But one thing you can do is stay calm and ask the who, the why, the what, the when. Those things now today have been replaced with toxic masculinity, violence, and uh, he's mean, and he, I'm offended, and these words that will not allow the conversation to move forward. Drop the fucking mic. That's three different sound clips. And on every last one of them, somebody please point out the lie. He didn't lie in anything that he said. And that's why I'm telling you, I'm infatuated when I hear him speak because it's like, bro, he's speaking for the betterment of our people. Mm hmm. So if you're saying that you for social justice, social reform, and you speaking out, you out donating, you taking all these pictures with people, you going from different cities, hell, Stack came here to Louisville. Mm -hmm. So nobody's saying what he's doing is wrong. But if you really claim to be an activist and and you you really about this this life now, then how can you disagree with anything that he's saying? So he's calling they fucking bluff. Mm -hmm. And then when Stack goes to Instagram, oh man, you sitting in a truck, you got this, man, I, I'm way more successful than you. Look at my clothes, look at my this and that. And Kwame's like, give a fuck about that shit. I got on work boots every day. Right. He's like, I just mowed my acres. He's like, bitch, I got acres. And that's when I felt him all the way, 100%, because Kwame, shout out to you, bro. I had to grow up driving a tractor and all that bullshit too, dog. <laughs> My grandfather had acres. 
I'm dead ass. Yeah. Like every summer we used to have to go mow that shit, man. I hated it, dog. <laughs> sun up to sun down, we out there mowing. Yeah. But I'm saying to myself, I'm like, we've been trained to believe that somebody that's not flashy, don't have the the new this, the new that, they life ain't shit. Mm-hmm. That's everything that Stack said to this man. Now, regardless of how much money he still got or what he done with his money during his NBA career, this man is a multi-millionaire. Mm-hmm. How the fuck can we laugh at him? Okay. I work a regular nine to five, get up and punch a clock every fucking day. <laughs> so what I look like sitting at home laughing at a man who got paid to play basketball. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous, man. And, you know, we joke control. You know, it's, it's just what we do. I you know, we'll do that with any player. And we just been doing the, the shit for years with him. You know, he just didn't he didn't live up to his expectations and, and <clears throat> MJ is ninety five percent of the blame of that. God, and that's the I conversation anybody Unc, gonna Unc, have. Unc was talking about that today on on um Undisputed. He was talking about that day on Undisputed. Him and Skip. You know, because as you know, like you said, you look at the the last dance. Mike, Mike will tear you down. I mean, you, I mean, if you that caliber player, I understand, man. You ex- expect greatness from your teammates to help you get to where y'all need to go. I mean, but at the same time, if you're the face of the franchise, I need you to be my leader, and I need you to lead them to success. Not to, you know, you can get on the ass every now and then if they, right. you know, not doing their job correctly. You know, right. ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we do that in a, in a normal life. I'm pretty sure you get on your kids when they're not doing what they're supposed the to be doing. I, hell, I do it all the time. All the time. You know, and, and but it's, that's, you know, that that's part of being a leader. You got to correct it, man. Exactly, because everybody don't respond the yeah, same way. And that's the pro, that's like the problem with us, man. We, we don't correct it. We joke. We tear down. We don't build up. That's the problem. At all. And like I said, he, he I ain't gonna say he went at Mike, but he's just like and like he said, what I look like at 17, 18 years old trying to fight or challenge Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. I definitely would have got kicked out the motherfucking league. Would have got put off the team because at the end of the day, he was running the fucking was, team. Yeah, he was a GM. I mean he was playing, but he was still a GM. You know what I'm saying? Like he yeah. had pull in that organization. So if I go at Mike, I'm getting booted. He got enough pull to tell everybody in the rest of the league, man, don't fuck with him. Mm-hmm. So now I'm back home. I done fucked up because at the end of the day, I'm supposed to be the man of the house. I'm supposed to be the provider for my family now. So why would I mess up the bag? He's like, I stayed quiet all this time. And like I said, this man been sitting on all his knowledge and his just his thought process alone. I'm like. Bro, really knows what the fuck he talking Hell about. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's it's entertainment. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's entertainment, but at the same time, he's he's talking good shit, and, and he's it, able to twist it and, yeah. and entertain folks. That's why I was like, shit, he finna get a show in Man, no time. Uh, yeah, somebody gonna <laughs> cut him a check. Like I said, I I fell in love with him this week. Look, and, it, and I can't wait to another live. Or another thing I can share on Facebook because I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna anytime he go live or something pops up on Facebook, I am either reading it or I'm listening to it. That's why I'm look. I'm up at five thirty every morning, and like I said, I I work from home, so you know every now and then I will get to scrolling, and then somebody like oh Kwame's live. I go straight to YouTube, bro. 
because I know he's on it. Mm. And I don't really watch first take. But I saw on Instagram where Stephen A. Smith was like, I ain't I ain't going down that road. The brother got the the right to say what he want to say. And it's like, now you're trying to take the high road. But it's like, shit, you done already made a career. He, he's one of the main ones that been talking bad That's about him saying. about his whole NBA career. Like, he get Kwame. He, that's what he say. Kwame Brown. And it's like I said, jokes is jokes. I mean, you, you that's the only thing you can joke about this man is, is that he didn't pan out to be what he was supposed to be be in the NBA. But you think about this shit, how many other number one picks it didn't pan out? I can go all the way to fucking Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie, Ola with Candy, whatever Ola his name Candy. was. Like it's it's a long list. We, of we, we just said Anthony Bennett, you know, and and and, and I to, like, no disrespect to the brother, but uh, no me, disrespect to none of them. None of them, yeah. But to, with him, I still can't for the life of me don't understand how he got drafted number one. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like at the end of the day, in order to even be a, in the fucking NBA draft, you got to be able to fucking hoop yep. at an extremely high level. For people to even consider your name. Bust, bust or not, he made it to the league. He made millions. He's able to take care of his family. Period. That, that's, that's the goal. And he every, in his motherfucking 30s, early 40s maybe, and ain't got to never lift another fucking every, foot every, to do nothing. Everybody should have some sort of goal in life. You know what I'm saying? And, you, you know, you got to be determined to reach that goal. And like with these NBA players, most of them, yes, they do it because they want a better situation for their family. Some of them do it because they want that fame. And you see with them players, half of them ain't even in the fucking league no more. If if they're not in the league or they fucking broke. Exactly. And that's why it's like when you you look at the two and compare – Kwame Brown to Steven Jackson. Cause Kwame was talking about, look, nigga, I know you. You out here paying for chicks. You, you doing I, this and that doing shit that. was funny. And bruh gets on Instagram gloating. Like, yeah, I done it. I had a hell of a time. I had a good time. And I had this. And I'm like, in my opinion, no disrespect. That's what's wrong with our culture. Mm-hmm. We glorify that bullshit. That to me is nothing to brag about. You're a fucking millionaire. You shouldn't have to pay for that no more. Nah. If you an average little Joe, you need to jump on back page and go do what you got to do. <laughs> go do what you got to do. But if I'm a millionaire, bro, like, there's no way that I should still be paying for that. Nah. Nah, like, like why? Nah. Like, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I needed to hear that one once. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's the truth, though, man. Like, cause when you you a millionaire, man, if you got money, man, women are gonna throw themselves at you. Like, you don't have to pay for them. And you might, they gonna you be waiting see, for you. You might see some one of these little Instagram models or whatnot. You might pay for the flight. You know, that's about it. But like paying for the sex, like I mean, come on, man. Like, but, uh, but like you said, I, I looked at that 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 uh. Video on Instagram actually last night. He was like you said, glorifying it. I was a rock star, man. I was woo 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 woo. So that so that shows you the mentality, bro. And, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Stack is older than Kwame. Mm-hmm. So how can one guy be talking about helping the community, talking about owning land, 
And then the other guy who's older talking about clothes, shoes, yeah. watches, chicks. Shit, shit that don't matter. <laughs> and it's like they got one of the best podcasts in the country right now. Mm-hmm. They got the hottest podcast in the country right now. And I done heard on several occasions, Stephen Jackson's like, I ain't give a fuck about school. I ain't take no tests. I ain't do this and do that. So it's like when other kids hear that, all they got is hoop dreams. Mm-hmm. Fuck school. That ain't the same success story for everybody, bro. You shooting your own self in the foot if you thinking that way. So Kwame's like, stop poisoning these kids. You got a platform now. Use that shit to uplift everybody. Mm-hmm. How can people be mad at that? Yeah. I mean, like with me, myself personally, man. Like I, I like to joke. You, you know, I like to joke and have fun all the time. But at the end of the day, you know, what I'm saying I'm gonna always keep it 100 with all y'all, man, that I'm close to, and, and I'm gonna speak my mind. And I'm gonna give y'all my opinion, regardless if you like it or not. But I speak to uplift. I don't speak to turn nobody down, especially not my own fucking race. Exactly. Exactly. That's what makes it bad. Exactly. And right now, dog, of of all times, I feel like the the pressure is on. Like they know that shift is coming. Mm-hmm. Because you're starting to see more and more athletes be their own boss. D Wade, Bronium, they buying ownerships into different professional teams and got their own production companies and platforms. So it's like now. Brian don't even need ESPN. Mm-mm. He can film his own fucking documentaries, be the executive producer of all of it. So not only is he getting paid for it, somebody going to buy the footage to put it on their stations, mm-hmm. they networks. You done cut the middleman all the mm-hmm. way out. So that shift is coming. Educate everybody so we can all get on that same wavelength. And yeah. that's why I tell my inner circle now, it's like, Nah, I ain't with no hating on nobody. Anybody that has any kind of business that they trying to promote or push, hashtag support the homies. Mm-hmm. That's my what thing. I you did that. I started doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like I've always said, man, with, with, with your shit, and you ain't even turn your the shirts into no business because I know what you're doing it for. But, you know, I'm always going to support that. I'm always going to support what you're doing with this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a cousin, man. I told him because he, he, he got this slogan, and I'm not going to tell y'all the slogan because you motherfuckers might try to steal it. <laughs> but shout out to my cousin, Warren Wizzle. But he got a slogan, and I told him, my cuz, the line of clothing is what's pop, popping right now. I'm like, you need to jump on that. And I'm like, you known in the city, just just do it. Just do it. You know what I'm saying? Just do it, man. And just don't do look it. back. Just do it. Because, hell, I was on Facebook, and uh, I don't even know who dude was. I saw a dope hoodie, had the little uh, continent of Africa, but it was shaped like a fist. Mm -hmm. It was on a hoodie. I was like, man, that motherfucker hard. Instantly reached out. I need that. Went and met dude, bought the hoodie, rocked that joint, gave him a tag, shirt, and it's like, it's that easy. And then word of mouth is is gold in today's times. Hey. All it takes is one That's shirt all, button. Uh, all it, right. All it, cause, cause when I put on my, uh, I respectfully disagree shirt and, and I either post it on Facebook or I'll be rocking it out. Mm-hmm. We get that shirt at, bro. Give him your name. 
got a podcast. I be featured on it sometime. Go listen to it. Apple, Facebook, SoundCloud. Go listen we to it. We on Google now. You know so definitely appreciate it. You know, I you know, I I'll advertise anything for anybody, man. If I you know, if I if I fuck with you, I I'm definitely gonna do that shit. But even if you know what I'm saying? It's somebody that, you know, I might know of. If I just see some right. shit on Facebook and I think the shit's hot, you know, I'm going to share that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never know. Exactly. Not only that, man, it's just the encouragement. Like, there, I mean, I went, I'm going to say years of people like, man, do a podcast, do a podcast. I ain't had a, the confidence. I didn't have the courage to, to roll it out until finally, you know, my wife gave me that incentive. She bought the first mic. My partner, Chris, he's like, do it, do it, keep, you know, do it. And then finally, saying, you know what? I got the courage to just go with it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, just encourage people. If somebody's talking about their dreams and some shit that they trying to do, do it. Mm-hmm. It's that easy. And speaking of, I'm going to have to fuck around and get me a, a mama's cooking t-shirt. <laughs> Shout out to call me again, dog. I love that shit. Hold on, hold on. You will get my mama's cooking, bitch. You gonna get mama's cooking. I love that shit, man. So I love get that. My mama's cooking, bitch. <laughs> and it's like, you know, he, he said unfortunately his his mother passed. And that's where I'm like, you know what, I can I can even relate with that. I lost my mother. So I'm saying to myself, like, all that man got is principles to stand on at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. And you can hear how he speak. He ain't going for no bullshit. I'm a man about principles. So if you can't respect that, then get the hell out of the way. Mm-hmm. Because once you disrespect me and you break them principles, now we talking a whole different, whole different situation. Mm-hmm. And he's telling them, nah, I ain't trying to go there. I'm trying to re- be respectful. Y'all took it to this level. Hey, can't be mad at me I now. Mean, but this is this is a sad part. This motherfucker is just mad that he's 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 speaking. That he's actually standing up for himself. Say, I'm not. I mean, you can call it a clap back, whatever you want. To call it. He's speaking. Like you're no man or woman is just gonna let somebody just dog the shit out of them and not say nothing. Like me. How humble I am. Like, if you talk about me at the end of the day, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to laugh. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because for you to wake up every fucking day and I come to your mind as soon as you wake up and then you fall asleep. I've been on your mind for 24 fucking hours a day. Like, come on, dude. Like, you have serious issues within yourself. Facts. Facts. It just it don't make sense, bro. And that's why I was just like reading the comments and even people on my friends list. Oh man, he just mad. He a buzz. He just I'm like, so obviously you're not listening to what the fuck he's saying. Because this shit ain't even about basketball. People no people still just thinking this is basketball, man. And like the jokes, the jokes, man. We joke all the time, man. We we do it all day, every day. You know what I'm saying? I respect that man. Fuck basketball. I respect that man for speaking up because at the end of the day, he has a right to fucking protect himself and shit. Everybody does. Protect himself as a man mm-hmm. and protect his damn family. So yep. that's why when I hear people with all that, here go another one. Boy, the fuck you talking about? Fuck you talking about? Yep. Now I look like, nah, like, 
He put me in the mind of uh, Pinky from, yeah. from Friday. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, he got that, that, that country accent and shit. No, that's yeah. what I'm telling you. When I saw bro foot up on the track, he's like, man, I just mowed my acres. I got mm-hmm. acres. I felt that shit in my soul. I was like, nah, he, he, this is by far one of the realest dudes that I done heard. And that the crazy part is I ain't never heard him speak. I nobody I'm like, I'm, him. I'm drawn in by that shit. NBA, I've never seen him on an interview, never t- game, uh, was it post game? I've never seen him talk ever, ever. Ever, and that's but we I'm appreciate like. you though, Kwame. Definitely, no. that shit is very entertaining. Very, very. And after this, we gonna we gonna wrap it up, man. Because like I said, I didn't I didn't want it to be long. It ain't gonna be a whole bunch of rambling. I just wanted to give my perspective on the whole situation, considering that it is a hot topic right now. And shout out to bro because he actually done seen my story on Instagram. He done hit the share button a few times. Then ran my views up. So shout out to Kwame. I'm I'm Team Kwame. Kwame is the goat. And moving forward, no Kwame Brown slander will be tolerated. Nope, not at all. Because nope. at the end of the day, he pulled the covers back behind uh, a system that, like he said, is people are getting paid to attack people's character. Mm-hmm. And I've said that before too. When you talk about your Skip Baylesses and shit like that, it's like they don't even talk about sports no more. They'll run one little headline, talk about the game briefly, but then the whole segment is talking about people's personal life, mm-hmm. talking about shit that ain't got nothing to do with the sport. And I'm like, now nah, we'll sit here and watch two full hours of them talk about Deshaun Watson when they had women's volleyball going on, had baseball, spring baseball going on. It's like, y'all ain't got shit else to cover. This is a sports network. Right. This ain't a TMZ uh, right. talk about people's personal life. So Skip make millions of dollars to talk shit about people's personal life. Mm-hmm. Fuck up their brand. Fuck up their character. Cost them money. And it's like, nah, we, we got to be able to separate the two and realize that those dudes are there to get a check. I'm going to say this one last thing because Kwame's going about it the the, the right way. Anybody else would have been like, man, fuck you, Barnes and Stack, man. I'm coming to you, right? They they going for that for the pl- the pl- uh, the publicity and try to get that that clout. They going to that, and it's like, for what? What are you gaining from that, right? Because he's not gaining nothing from that at, at all. all. If he goes there, that podcast is going to be way bigger than what it is now. Just because of what's going on. Right. So I I totally get, you know, what you know what he's doing. A stupid man is gonna man, nah, I all the smoke, I want that. I'm coming to you. And that's what I'm saying. Set to me, up. to me, they're they're trying to bait him. Yeah. So that way he's in their environment, which you already know is gonna be a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. So they gonna talk more shit to him, get him to jump off the deep end. See there? Look. We was just, hey, we invited him on the show. We told him he can come sit down and talk. He the one can't keep his composure. He mad. He right, in his right, feelings. Right, right. And now you done set that man up. And, again, the whole goal is he's a provider. He got a family to look after. So what would he look like 
jeopardizing everything that he got going currently to go prove a point to them. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I don't agree with. So that's my respectfully disagree for this episode because they started the shit and now they trying to pull the victim card. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. You doubled down when he, according to him, he said he reached out to them via DM text or whatever. and was like, look, man, y'all need to chill. They took that shit to social media. I believe him more than I believe Barnes and Jackson. Because when the, the one that I seen, I think with Barnes, it was he's out there smoking his Reggie. Uh, <laughs> he was like, man, I was a man. I DM'd you, man. You didn't respond back and blah, 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 blah. blah. It just didn't sound believable to me. Right. Because, I mean, because if, okay, it's like, it's like it's, man, as a man. You know what I'm saying? If if you're talking, but 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 I'm kind of I'm cut different from a lot of people because at the end of the day I can give two shits about what anybody say. Hell, somebody you know drug my name through the fucking mud. Was this 21, 15 fucking years ago? You know, no, I take that lie back. Ten years ago, motherfuckers kept on talking about some bullshit that happened to me in 06 and blah 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 blah. It is what it is. It happened. I moved on from that shit. I could have easily fucking said something about it, but I didn't. And motherfuckers is coming at me because woo, 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 they doing this, they saying this, they putting this in the group. And my response is, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. That's like what I said. Like, you wake up every goddamn day to talk about me for what? And you don't even fucking know me. Exactly. So what? What? what am I gaining... From saying something to you about some shit that you don't even know what fucking went on or what happened. And, and and that's like with him, like, damn the basketball. The personal shit, yes. I I, I love the fact that he, he stood up and, and, and spoke up about that shit. Funny, too, by the way. <laughs> but I love that shit. You know what I'm saying? But, like, with, 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 with Barnes and, and Jack, man, it's, it's like, I, I just... I can't believe it. Don't sound believable that they they saying that they reached out to this man to to have a a a, a, a conversation and shit. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I, it just right. don't sound believable to believable to me. Exactly, and that, and that's and that's what I'm saying. And after this, we'll 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 shut it down because I ain't I ain't trying to pick sides or who's right, who's wrong. Because I don't know neither one of them. They don't mm-hmm. know me. So this is just a, all opinion based from my perspective. Um, but it's like, if you really want to be technical, it ain't like they know bona fide motherfucking superstars nah, themselves. Nah. So it's like, Jack got lucky, went to the Spurs and got a fucking championship. <laughs> and, then, and then realistically, he didn't do shit. And I, and like, it's ain't no disrespect to him. But if you want to talk basketball, you got drafted to the fucking uh, Spurs and played with fucking four Hall of Famers and you got a championship after shit. After that, you didn't do nothing with your fucking career. The only fucking highlight you got is the brawl in Detroit when you played for the Pacers. If you want to be technical about the shit. But like I said, no disrespect to you. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to you at all. That's just that's just being real, dog. It's like, don't get me wrong, man. Stack held his own. He, he got buckets or whatever. But in this particular situation, it's like, this is the power of social media. Full, full display because now that they got a little juice, motherfuckers get to feeling themselves. Mm-hmm. 
So now you feel like you can sit down and say whatever the fuck you want to to whoever you want to. And it's like, don't don't use that stage to do that shit because people was going to tune in just because you was being real. Right. That's why I fucked with the show because I felt like they was just being real. Plus, it's like, damn, they can kick back, drink, smoke, have a good time. Yeah. And and people are entertained by it. But the whole little snickering and giggling little cafeteria jokes and shit like that. Like, nah, bro, because now we talking about a, somebody's fucking family. Mm-hmm. Talking about a grown man. And that shit's played out. Bro, I've been retired. Yeah. So, fuck that. Joke on somebody else. Mm-hmm. So good shit, man. Good shit. I'm finna get this up. Hopefully, I'm gonna have this shit up tonight. Yeah. We, like I said, we fucks with you, Kwame. We, I, I do. I definitely fucks with you. I cannot wait for the next live and video that goes on Instagram and uh, uh, Facebook. I don't got Twitter. If you banging on there, because we don't fuck with Twitter, but you know, I can't wait for your next live feeds and shit because I, I want to know because I'm pretty sure that he be got more names. That, that he's gonna, you know, motherfuckers getting scared. Yeah, now. that's what I'm saying. Like I'm, cause like when when you when you said the Jamil Hill, and I'm like, okay, well, what the fuck did she do? Like, and, and it's like it's a name or two every day, every single day. And real quick, going to that situation, he's like, I'm not talking to you, ma'am. He's he's being correct with it because he's like, now they done sent you out here. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? If I talk crazy, talk bad to you. Now it's him attacking a woman. Yep. He planned it smart. That's how they gonna spin that car. And I'm like, the way he's I'm talking about dog, these motherfucking chess moves yeah. to me. That's why I I love it because I'm like, they trying everything in their power to set that man up. And then as soon as he say something that's just all the way out there, that's when the media is gonna cause people to turn that shit off. Mm-hmm. But right now, he's making it funny. He's saying some real shit, and they can't stand it. Mm-hmm. They're trying everything in their power to figure out how to how to get it. About it. Well, fuck that, because we all about mama's cooking. So you gonna get my mama's cooking, bitch? <laughs> I'm tell. Well, shout out to Kwame. Hope, hopefully, you don't mind me using that. Yeah. So you gonna get my mama's cooking, bitch? You gonna get my mama's cooking, bitch? That's what I'm talking about, dog. Like, man, feed them that shit, because at the end of the day, dog, it's like. It's a lot of people that made millions and millions of dollars are just sitting on motherfucking camera talking shit about people. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. But it just, it just makes it bad, you know what I'm saying? I don't condone it with any race talking about the same race. But, like, with us, it just, like, we we all brothers and sisters, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, But like he said, we don't, you don't hear them attacking the other players like that. Right. You don't hear that. No. It's just the whole narrative to make us all look bad. So we're going to leave it there, man. Yep. Good shit. Definitely good shit. don't know what's going on. And you sitting up in <laughs> one podcast and then the next podcast and you tapping on folks talking about another grown man. No. Oh, 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 quick shit. Because um, I'm going to use your platform for this. Go for it. Um, wife cooks. Uh, we have random stuff during the week. Um, her name is uh, Frank Frankie's Lawrence, or go to her business page, Lady Lawrence Kitchen. Um, pretty sure if, if bro get this up today, hopefully you get it up tonight. 
Uh, she's doing something tomorrow with these Philly steak and cheese egg rolls, and and I'm telling you, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it because it's my wife, because I'll tell her how, how cooking is trash if it's trash. But uh, you know, they bomb. You know, a he's off his ten days tomorrow. So, Countdown is yeah, born. so he he's getting the order, but you know what I'm saying just just look out on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Like I said, you know uh, her main page is Frank Frankie's Lawrence, or uh, the business page is Lady Lawrence Kitchen. And you know we 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 uh, put out different stuff. You know three or four days out the week, man. Just check us out, man. You know definitely order something. I'm waiting on them motherfucking egg rolls. Like no lie, dude. Like. Been doing a little ten day detox. Today is day nine, so technically I ain't supposed to have it tomorrow. But fuck that, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm done, dog. Like you have no idea, dude. Like real shit. I didn't had I had a smoothie this morning, had a handful of little almonds, mm-hmm. and uh, the little tuna pack. The look like you can't put no bread, no nothing. Right. You just gotta have one little tuna. And I had that, but I was just like, man, fuck, I need some grease. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's, woof, Lord, man. I, it's brutal. I, you know, that that got to be a mental thing, man, because I, I don't think I can, it's, I can. It's definitely now, the, mental. Now, the water, I can do, because I don't drink, you know, so, I call it pop, but I'm going to say sodas on, on, on the air, because <laughs> that's what y'all call it. I'm going to pop. But uh, I don't drink, you know, pop and shit like that. Normally, I'm banging on teas and mm-hmm. waters and, you know, uh, uh like juices and shit like that, man. I don't, I don't drink, do it acid bullshit, man, because that shit's not good for you. Nah, like, no, nah, it's, it's definitely mental. Mm-hmm. It's definitely mental. But I will say that I done lost like nine pounds, like eight pounds. It basically boiled down to about a pound a day. I had a few little days where I kind of cheated a little bit because I, I mean, I thought I was going to black the <laughs> fuck out. For real. For real. But. I need them egg rolls. So y'all definitely go follow yeah, them we, on we uh, you, Facebook. And like I said, because I, I know you my guy and I know you fuck with the pepper jack. I got a bag for you and I'm gonna put the I'ma put it in there for you. If anybody order, you know, I could probably slide you a couple pieces of shred, shredded um pepper jack cheese in that joint for you. But yeah, like I said, it, this shit's fine. You know what I'm saying? Uh uh, three to an order, ten dollars and shit. I don't know if she's doing the chips and the drinks, but you know, just check the pages. Um, and you know, just just either inbox her or you inbox me. My name is Eric Lawrence, by the way. But you know, in, either inbox me, inbox her. Yes, we do deliver. We did. We have a five dollar delivery fee. All I need to know is is when and where. Perfect, perfect. I'm telling you, now, I need them. I get off of work in the month. on Fridays. I only got work half a day, so I'll be waiting. <laughs> Waiting. Gonna have a Pepto on hand just in case. Now, I'm not saying that the food gonna mess me up, but it's like once you go 10 days without eating regular food and then you put that shit on her, your stomach gonna be like, man, wait a minute, what is this? Yeah. But nah, I need that. So good shit, man. Y'all definitely go check that out. Um, Try to get this up tonight. Hell, yeah, man, shit, that's three in one week. Yeah. I've been spitting them out, though. That's yeah. why I told people, man, I got I got everything that I need right now, so we, we working. Good shit, man. Yes, sir. Ass toasted, no competition. Amisha coasting. I feel so high, I feel so live. My body's in the twine. Amisha coasting.